2: You are listening to the one and only
0: Visionaries Wrestling Network, envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to give you our AEW Revolution recap, your Elimination Chamber predictions, and Cody gets a neck tattoo. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast.
2: Let that man live. It's his <laughs> neck.
0: It looks so stupid. Damn. <laughs> Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So, welcome to the Bay of Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, AKA My Ambitions as a Job. And to my left, <laughs> to my left, as always. All right, not as always. Actually, we have JCB sitting next to me tonight. How you doing, JCB? <laughs> Over to my left.
2: Allow us to power heads as I pull down the latest edition of the Band for Ringside Podcast, Volume 125 I told you, Chapter Three, Verse Fourteen. And the good smart saith, hashtag Boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe. Repeat shouts to my girl Becky Balboa. I'll see you on Saturday. That shit was fucking funny as fuck. He and wanted me go- to do, he wanted me
0: to do, instead of uh, fuck the beef and the police, <laughs> my ambitions as a jobber are, are, I was supposed to say fuck heat in the cave fave my ambitions as a jobber i just went in the bathroom and tried to listen to the whole song because i i I was like what's the cadence on the fuck the heat in the cave fave and i was like i can't even do it so i just oh that's good (laughs) thanks vice uh to his right uh we have arno just sitting right in front of him we are upstairs tonight how you
1: doing yeah two beers zach pullman i'm doing good man uh feeling pretty loose i eliminated my chamber before i came here so oh
2: Okay, is wh- that a poop
1: or a? That's got to be a cum drip. It was right? a. It was it's a, two minutes
2: and five seconds, dog. Just for the record, did a shit piss. Okay, never uh, mind. Never mind. I will take that back. And then I, I came on it. Can't. Okay, <laughs> never mind. There it was.
1: <laughs> Can't really do a shit was. without a piss, though. Can you? Uh, it, it's real hard. You have to be real dehydrated. But at that point, like, how are you getting the shit out?
0: We are coming at you from my dining room tonight. Uh, I thought I found it was too nice. Uh, I mean, got the windows open to be stuck in that dungeon <laughs> of a basement. Uh, it's cold down there. It's not wintertime in St. Louis. It's. Uh, it feels like springtime. Oh, uh, it
1: feels real good. Yeah,
0: we yeah, got
2: Just in time for one more nice little cold spell to kick you in the ass for that, that coronavirus. To us.
0: We got a bunch of stuff to get to tonight. Seriously, a bunch of stuff. I know I say that every week, but. I feel like there's a ton of stuff to get to. Oh, uh, we didn't talk even talk. About. We didn't even talk about our three count. Uh, we can just come up with it on the fly. Before we do that, JCB, why don't you tell us about F and B Eatery?
2: F and B Eatery on the corner of Thirty Four Fifty Three Southampton, Southampton and Marquette. If you are in the mood for a smash burger, go check my boy Mike out. He is available for your dining needs. Check him out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you would need a gift card for someone that likes F&B but it's not close enough and you want to treat them to something nice, give them a gift card, take the kiddies, check out F&B Eatery, 3453, tell them that Bam from Ringside sent you.
0: And without further ado, let's get to that.
2: String out! One, two,
0: three! JCB, I think we know what the one count is.
2: The Moxley area has begun, ladies and gentlemen. John Moxley defeats 1L champion, late champion Chris Jericho in the main event of AEW Revolution in Chicago, Illinois on Saturday night. I thought the match itself was good, not great. I thought the card was absolutely amazing yeah. from top to bottom. Matches that I thought coming in weren't going to be good, very surprising. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Pac being that match in general uh let's
0: let's come back to that one because yeah yeah
2: for sure i thought the match of the night for me personally was the tag team match bucks and uh page and kenny omega i thought leading up to this was a great build i thought the match exceeded the build and then the kind of a tease of a heel turn for adam page perhaps leaving that out there to be dangled. I thought that was very well done. I thought the low point of the night, unfortunately, once again, was the women's match. I'm just not sure what the fuck they're doing with this division. It is – it's not good. It's, It just looks like it's – they're trying to do something. It has no real direction. The roster just doesn't seem to be –
0: They need more talent.
2: Solid enough to where you can kind of define a top five or – just credible challengers in general. Um, Nala Rose seems like she should hold the title for a while. All in all, I thought, that, like I said, I thought this was very well done. Cody, MJF, uh, minus a couple of of just little nitpicky points on my point of view, I thought was very well done. MJF getting the win, I thought was the most important thing coming out of that. Like I said, all in all, very few qualms about this pay-per-view. I thought it was very well done, especially coming off of the hot garbage and salty on thursday you couldn't have timed this any better if you were aw well done i give it a solid b wow all that and then a b huh it, it, look there's some nitpicky he shit hated that women's match that much two beers zach what do you no, think i'm not hammering it that much but what,
1: there, what grade would you give it two beers zach i'd say a minus okay what, what, what's your biggest takeaway Uh, Biggest takeaway is that A.W. really knows what it's doing when it comes to storytelling. Mm -hmm. And they have very long-term thoughts, and they do not deter themselves from those. They listen to fan reactions, uh, but if they think that something is going to work, they stick with it because it might not work this week, but they have confidence that it will work. Because that's their vision, and so far their vision has been awesome. Because, I mean, have you guys seen
2: a better tag match than that ever in your I, life? I'm not. See, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there because that's that's a subjective. And I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get what it's you're subjective. saying it's very he's, subjective. He's asking for
0: I, your subjective
2: knee jerk reaction is to say. Yes, but it, the list is a small one. I but, thought
1: so, too, because I saw people saying, like, this is, like, the best ever, or this is the best, like, in America, or this was the best ever. And, you know, you have recency bias. We we talk about that a lot. But whenever I actually sat down and thought about it, the only ones that I could really think of that, you know, a lot of them involve, like, the Revival, uh, Mustache Mountain, uh, you know, like, uh, War Underspeed Machine, Era, War Machine. War Machine, those guys... And also on the other end, a lot of them do involve the young bucks or like the golden lovers. Yes. And but whenever I think of it, I don't think any of them do, even if they had maybe some more spectacular stuff. Because my favorite tag match before this was the uh, the ladder match with the the bucks and the uh, lucha brothers, and that had no storytelling. Right? Oh, I like, thought you. I th- when not, you said ladder match, no storytelling. But when you
0: said ladder match, I thought you were going to say DIY AOP, which is that was al- great too. Also in there, I mean, it's- but.
1: This, like you talked about the build, everything leading up to it, and everything in the match, like all of these spots were story elements. Like for anybody that says like the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega or Adam but has no wrestling psychology, they're fucking idiots. They don't even know what that means because this match was so chock full of wrestling psychology. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen a match outside of something like a Tanahashi Okada or an Okada Omega that had this level of storytelling in it And a lot of times, you know, your tag team championship matches are not your blow away matches. And this was so far above and beyond anything else on the card, even though we still had like awesome matches on the card, like it was just so top tier. I could watch that match every day next week and find like a little something, you know, in
0: it. Absolutely. Let's let's stay there for a minute because we could do uh, a
1: podcast on that match. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Because I
0: see exactly what you're saying, and I think I like When you said, was that the best tag match you've ever seen, right? When you asked that, I thought, no. And then I thought, ooh, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say because there was so much story. And then in my head, I went through the Rolodex of all the best tag team matches I've seen in my life. And I was like, ah, you know what? He's right because there was so much story. And I sat in this house a week ago and told you that that segment that was on Dynamite, that was all four of those guys sitting down together being interviewed, and I said, man, that got me more ready for this match than anything else. And I have a hard time disagreeing with you. Maybe that was the best tag team match of all time. Maybe it's recency bias. Um, One of the matches that I always used to show people, and this is just a quick aside, but when when I was in college and non-wrestling people would come over and we would get drunk or high at my place, I would always show them the very first TLC because I had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. And I always had it queued up on there. And if anybody, if we were drunk enough, I'd be like, here, let me show you that. And by the end of it, everybody
1: would be like, what the fuck are you watching? I had a different VHS that I would show people. <laughs> it was a different tag team, it too, was, wasn't uh, it? It was really a different kind of tag team. Really worn out at parts. <laughs> yeah. the,
0: the horniest guy on the podcast, man. And that's saying something. Uh, but. that's great. You know, that had a bunch of story too, but it's it's hard to argue. Like we that I mean, that's those are four tremendous
2: I'm not gonna argue it, okay.
0: I'm not I'm not asking anybody to argue it and I'm not saying it like, you know what, if we were sitting down telling our favorite tag team matches of all time and we gave it a week to think about it, maybe I'd come up with a better one. But I mean, hell, let recency buy his reign. That match fucking ruled. No, it
2: was like I said, to me it was the match of the night. It. It, it was built, the match of the it night. It up to this story where it felt like Hangman had to kind of prove himself, kind of. He's already kind of separating himself from the elite, but now here's his chance to kind of really step out and be his own guy. And like I said, the tease of just when you thought the match was over, you kind of saw Hangman kind of like, should I just go ahead and take this yeah, joker out? No, I didn't even mention my favorite no. part
1: of the of it is that, there was no resolution. Now, like, we had this amazing story yeah, leading we, up into Wednesday it. Wednesday night
0: kept it going. If It just feels like a huge chapter in yeah. the story because Wednesday night they kept it going when they came down, and they both came down and saved... Uh, or they both... Sorry. Did they come down it and saved save? uh, Dustin. Yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. They came down and saved Dustin.
1: So, I know you mentioned the tease. A lot of people saw the tease of Adam Page, you know, gonna buckshot, you know, Kenny and... We have that coming. Did any either of you guys think, because at the moment there was Kenny and the Buck standing there and, like, shaking hands, and Paige was off to the side. I also thought that was the perfect opportunity. They were teasing a triple super kick on Paige. Didn't think so that So there was that tease, followed by another immediate tease, and then followed by even more storytelling Wednesday, where Adam Paige comes down, like you said, and, you know, I'm gonna take my time. Takes his fucking ass sweet ass, ass time, <laughs> sets his beer down, and then, like the fucking star that he is to the cheers of oh, cowboy shit, shit
2: that's single
1: handedly, everybody had to come down. Like, the whole way that they told that little story, like, they would have one guy come down to try to save the day. Like, Cody comes down to save Rhodes, his brother, and then Elliot gets his fucking ass beat. Yeah. Then Matt LAX. comes down to save their brother. And so you think yep. it's like he's gonna do it. No, he gets his fucking ass beat. What's it take? It takes Adam fucking Page the goddamn star of Dynamite right now, to fucking come out and clear house and do his cowboy shit, and just whenever he does the baby face thing, he just fucking sticks his middle finger in Matt's face and grabs his beer and a bunch of others and walks off into the night. Fucking perfect.
2: Yeah, as Adam Page has has really, his character has grown since Dynamite has started. Yeah, as we used to say, who is Adam Page? Page now uh, we know, you know he's Adam a fucking pa- star. Yeah, the work the work rate's always been there. Yeah, it's just, just character. the character has
1: has never he, really. He been was like
0: developed. the inverse of Velveteen Dream, piggybacking on what we were talking about last yeah. week. We were like, man, his character's there. He just needs the work rate. Um
2: let's- Orange Cassidy. I know you want to oh, talk about God, that. Yeah,
0: that was my second favorite match. Let's talk about Cassidy versus Pac, because Orange Cassidy versus Pac, this is his first singles match in AEW. Uh for those of you that aren't that familiar with AEW, or for those of you that don't watch wrestling at all, Orange Cassidy is Uh, he's a, he's an anomaly, I would say. (laughs) I think that's putting it, that might be putting it mildly because what I'm going to say might sound hyperbolic, but that match between Pack and Orange Cassidy the other night was something that as a bunch of jaded old wrestling
2: fans like we are. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jaded? I am not jaded. I like to be like to consider myself honest. If anything, I'm not. He's not jaded.
1: arguing the old part, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
0: no, you didn't see. I pointed at you when I said old. I pointed at him when I said jaded. <laughs> okay, I did miss that. That's it. accurate. Dude, you're, like, you're as jaded as anybody. Come on, we're all jaded. We're all jaded. That is sincerely, sincerely a match that none of us have ever seen before. That was a match that had comedy in it but also had uh like stretches of pure athleticism and crazy things that you've never seen before and it was also funny yeah oh man it was so good Pac or Pac it's hard to say Pac I wish he spelled his name P-A-C-K I'm just (laughs) gonna start writing it like that Pac played his
1: part to perfection they're like the perfect foils
0: like Pac even started fucking around with him at the beginning when they were kicking barely kicking each other, you know? But when when everybody was giving when they were giving Orange Cassidy a standing ovation and Pac just fucked him up and then he would turn around to the crowd and like start clapping and shit, it was a it was a perfect comedy match for me because it wasn't all comedy. It was like a perfect blend between comedy and a real match. And there's never been anybody like Orange Cassidy. He's the only one it's not even like he's winking to the audience. He's just saying to the audience, yeah, this shit's fake. Yes,
1: this is showbiz. Yeah, I'm just trying to make this as funny as possible. And, I mean, he's doing it, like, in a toned-down Orange Cassidy version because in on the indies, like, it was even more, like, exacerbated. You know, he would, you know, do the invisible man spots and, you know, force choke slams or, like, you know, whatever. like right. Stuff like that. But it was just... So perfect, because like we said, once Orange Cassidy opens up, that crowd's going to go wild. And they were going wild before this match started. This match had more heat. They were shan- they were chanting holy shit before they ever even touched <laughs> yeah, each other. Before they even touched each other. Which, again, like the crowd's all in on it. It's a perfect crowd. It's a smarky Chicago crowd. But, my God, if these guys didn't just tear the house down. And I don't understand the old men yelling at Clouds thing with Orange Cassidy uh, about how he's exposing the business or anything like that. Business hasn't been exposed, bro. Yeah. Besides that, like, if you talk to, like, old guys, isn't isn't the number one thing that an old guy would, like, tell you in the business is to get the most reaction out of doing the least to your body and stuff like that? Yes. Dude, he personifies that. Like, Orange Cassidy, he's he's a sloth. Like, if he does. (laughs) The the king of sloth style. Yeah, the king of sloth style.
0: That's what Excalibur called him. The crowd goes
1: Wild. He doesn't even put his thumb all the way up when he does the thumb up. Like every part of the gimmick. Did you
0: see they were handing out those foam <laughs> fingers with just the barely the thumb oh, up?
1: So good. I mean, this crowd was hotter for that match than they were for the best tag match that anybody, any of them had ever seen live, and for a ti- first ever title change in AEW. They were hotter for this fucking Orange Cassidy pack match, and that tells you something. But when you're, I
0: mean, when you're there though, because I was watching it with Tender Mahal earlier and. They shot to a guy in the crowd who was just going nuts. And Tinder goes, you know, tongue-in-cheek, he goes, man, look at
2: that mark. And I go, man, (laughs) man, if you
0: were there, you'd be marking the
2: fuck out also. It was wild. No, it was, you said it right, Bill. Uh, It was the perfect dichotomy of wrestling where you had Pac, who feels like the ultra-serious, highly competitive, I'm going to rip your head off kind of Chris Benoit throwback versus Orange Cassie who just really is not trying. And if I do try, watch watch the fuck out it was getting ready to happen. And basically, that's how that story played out. I had low expectations. I thought this was going to be, you know, a quick five, ten-minute match. We could move on. This was way better than I anticipated. And like you said, it just it worked out. It it's worked such,
0: so well. It was the match before the main event, and – it seems I said earlier that it might be the perfect popcorn match, but it might not because the crowd was like popcorn matches are supposed to bring the crowd down before you bring them back up, and they're nope. nece- they're necessary on cards. Popcorn matches are necessary. This was not a popcorn match. They they it's, left
2: it on the table. It was. And it was I would argue like, with
1: it. it's not the time to get in a philosophical debate because we have a lot to talk about. But I greatly prefer. The New Japan way of doing things, which is the traditional way that every athletic competition does, which is start at the bottom of the card and work your way up. Uh, As hot as that match was, it deserved to be at the top of the card. But I don't like that AEW mimics the WWE popcorn match thing. I don't like it. I think when I watch a New Japan match or show, even though it's five hours long, it never feels five hours because I'm entertained in the, the mixed tags at the beginning and then I'm gradually more in, invested in the storylines as they go forward, and can i find fine with it. Can
0: I tell you why I disagree with that? Sure. I disagree with that because you can do that in Japan because Japanese crowds are not American crowds at all. American crowds want to chant. They want to get into it. And not American crowds. I should say white crowds. White. <laughs> western, <laughs> wet, western, Western crowds. The, that includes England. That includes America. What they want to do is that they want to get involved. They want to chant. They want to do the whole thing. Japanese crowds are very respectful and really like. There's just like lots of murmurs and uh, women going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Y'all ain't shit, but man.
0: No, no, but really, I think that's the difference. I think if 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 Japanese crowds were the same, if they were the same. Like hooligan, like for lack of a better term, hooliganism. I think it would be different. Although Maybe I, I just your, prefer Japanese culture. You might, and you know, when you're sitting at home, I definitely don't need a popcorn match because I'm not there. Yeah, and I'm not giving it my all, you know. But Plus
1: popcorn too expensive, guys. No oh, shit, they hitting you I don't up. like who it. pays twelve dollars for popcorn. Gives me the I mean. gives me the
0: shits. Oh, can I say this too? Uh, <laughs> that if if fucking Hangman Page came up to me and I was sitting in the second row, I am not handing him. My eleven dollar pale ale. No, he snatched well, it from me. <laughs>
2: no, I'm yeah. not handing him. I ain't shit. giving him
1: shit.
2: <laughs> you gonna take it from me? I'd give him one of the
1: fireballs in my pocket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we still gotta get to a lot of stuff. Do we want to talk about the main event at all?
0: I want to talk about the main event, and I want to talk about MJF Cody. Okay, uh, Hager Goldust. You know, we'll get past it. It was it was a fine debut for Jake Hager. Uh, he went over.
2: Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was a good it was a good curtain jerker. Um, I didn't realize he was putting Dustin down until next thing you know, they were ringing the bell. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a submission. Okay, never mind.
0: Darby Allen went over sema Guevara in a very oh. high powered five minute
1: match. Real quick, uh, I just want to say I love that. And I love that the future of those guys, like, we're going to be talking in five years on this podcast about Seymour Guevara, Darby Allen for the world title, right? You know what I mean? Like, these guys, they're destined to, they're the Dragon Lee and Hiromu of. Uh, Aew right that they're they're lo- their career feud yeah right? they're That's, going
2: they're, their their I mean, paths will parallel each other that'll be when the
0: coronavirus on. eventually makes the uh, heavyweight the heavyweight weight limit be about 150 pounds but I agree yes <laughs> it's going to be a fire feud nothing on that okay mjf Cody j
1: j Bell what do you think dude did you anybody I did not think that neck tattoo was real at first
2: when. Is Someone, when Tinder texted me about the neck tattoo, and I was it I was like at work, and I was like, "Dude, don't tell me nuts. anything. I, I don't even <laughs> want to know." He was like, "You gotta look at Coley's neck tattoo." So as I watched it, I'm seeing come out, it come out, and yeah, it's it's pretty fucking visible. And I'm looking at, him, I'm like, "Is that real?" And I had to stop, and I'm looking at, him, I'm squinting, I'm like, "Holy shit, that's real." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, tattoos just ain't for me, man. I don't like needles. I don't think that there's anything in the world and." Sorry, Rebecca, I love you, but I don't think there's anything in the world worth painting or permanently inking on my body. That's just not it. That's not me. Give me the T-shirt. Give me the hat. I'll rock that shit. There's nothing that is that important to ruin this Ferrari of a great body. Now, that said, (laughs) um, that's his neck, man. If he wants to put the... The nightmare logo on his neck—that's his business. I mean, it's his thing. I, I totally get. I mean, I wouldn't put it on my I don't
1: have any because I'm too cheap. But like, I've bought my wife a lot of tattoos. My wife has a lot of tattoos. Uh, I'm pretty hot, but uh, Cody's like just surprised me because he has that one tattoo that says "dream" and it's very simple. But like, you normally don't just go and jump from like a chest tattoo of script right to a giant colorful neck tattoo. Oh, shit. Uh, right out of the gate. Like, yeah, I was
2: getting ready to say, ease into this, yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: usually, like, ease into it. Like, even Finn Balor, he's just recently got a couple tattoos, and mm. they're really cool. They're good tattoos. Right. And he got it right on his hand. Yeah. He's got that astronaut tattoo, which I love. I love it. It looks great. Uh, that but, joker like, had to hurt. Yeah, it did. But if you want, like, a visible tattoo, I feel like, you know... Could have put that skull on his hand, still very visible. That's It was a big power move. Yeah. Obviously, it's his decision. I'm not going to shame anybody on it. I was just very surprised. Very. I feel like Cody Rhodes has the potential to do, like, you know, he was like an arrow and stuff. Like, right. he wants to be an actor. I know they can cover that shit up, but, I mean, I feel like he has the potential to do, like, acting. For sure. Uh, and it was just very, very surprising. But, uh, but yeah, the match was... It was also very fresh. It's not always going to look that fresh. Yeah. Like you could tell he had just
2: just gotten gotten that bad boy. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Fuck training for this match and my broken toe. Shit. Give me a neck tattoo. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The two things that come away from this match, and don't get me wrong, they were, this match was good. Another great piece of storytelling. But two things that come away from this. Number one, the weight belt uh, spot where MJF takes the weight belt off and then the referee takes it away. Cody ends up getting this weight weight belt back and then begs the referee, oh, let me take a shot, let me take a shot, and the referee looks away and he takes the shot. Okay, I get that. That's, you know, retribution or whatever you want to call it, but that kind of takes away from the bigger picture. We don't want... Cody to get that retribution. We want Cody to win. That's just a small little piece of what a little get back that can come away from this. We want Cody to win. I get it. You know, it gets the crowd a cheap pop. Yeah, Cody, you know, whips the MJF, that's great. You know, but ultimately, it didn't do much for me. Ultimately, it's about the win versus this little small piece of get-back. The second problem I had with this match is when MJF gets cut. Nobody knows how he got cut. Nobody figured out how he got cut. Next thing you know, you look up, and he's bleeding. Okay, that's great, but once again, this is, an to me, it's an important part. This is that get-back that everybody wants, but it's in pieces. Cody whipped him. Now Cody draws the blood that he was talking about, oh, you're going to get your own scar, too. When did that happen? We don't know. All you know is you see MJF dive, you look up, and he comes back up, and he's cut. It's just the little shit that took away from making this a really great match. Like I said, for me, good, not great.
1: I was okay with both those things, but, I mean, it was really hard to live up to this build, and I think it was fine. They're going to keep it going, obviously, but uh, I wasn't disappointed uh, at all. Are, are they going to keep it going? Well, there's going to be a – some whatever with – jake roberts in the meantime but yeah, mjf, was, was, MJF was cutting a on or promo on cody he had the t-shirt like they have it's not i don't think it's going may. to happen
2: right away yeah they have may until the next pay-per-view with jake so. coming on wednesday last night we might detour a little bit yeah but then we'll come like back cody had, it.
1: cody had Wardlow, which was yeah. more connected to mjf but he still had a little program uh, but they're still connected. They're still in a program. Yeah, they're.
2: it's not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: And finally, uh, Moxley becomes the second uh, world heavyweight champ in AEW history by being uh, Y2J. I, that lost me my point. Jason said it was good, not great. Uh, I thought it was pretty great. I loved it quite a bit. Um, I wasn't watching it in the moment. I knew who won when I saw it. But... I still thought it was badass. What would you think, Tuber?
1: I did. I managed to avoid spoilers. I was so busy this weekend. I didn't get to watch it until Sunday night. It was, the, it was night. the only
0: one I didn't avoid. That's it a was, bummer. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, as soon as he took that eye patch off, I knew that he was winning. And I was like, ah, there goes my prediction. But they struck while the iron was hot. And it's like, when do you change the title? You change it when it's time. Was it time for Jericho to lose? No. Was it time for Moxley to win? Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's where... You know, it rubs. You can argue it both ways. I'm not mad about it. We'll see what a babyface champion does. And um, they built Moxley up. And guess what? Your fucking AEW champion uh, was Chris Jericho, who had never been pinned in a singles match. Uh, and then your new AEW champion is John Moxley, who oh. Amazingly, never been pinned in a singles match. What a novel fucking concept! (laughs) Jesus Christ, is this shit that hard? (laughs) JCB,
2: you ain't shit. Um, He's heating up. Yeah, right. I'll just, I'll just say this. Zach
0: was flaring his nostrils. Yeah, he was getting getting
2: pissed off. (laughs) Getting fired up. For me, and I just maybe it it peaked a little too soon, but. I didn't think that – I thought the build was better than the match. And it's nothing against the match itself. The match itself was good. I thought – That says a lot about the build. I thought the build was amazing. Amazing. Yes. Okay. I mean, it was like, okay – it's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a knock against the match. The match was good. The build was just so much better that I'm like, okay – the card had been so great up to this point. I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen next? And it just fell a little short. The eye patch thing, that's, I just wish he would have never even took the eye patch off until after the fact, but that's just me. That's a little nitpicky shit. Outside of that, the match itself did what it was supposed to do. It told the story of Moxley battling injuries, whether it was the eye or the arm or whatever the case may be, to finally overcome and dethrone a champion. Good for John Moxley. Great for AEW. It just it worked out. If it, you rather do it, too soon, pull the trigger too soon versus too late. This felt like it was right about the right time. They pulled the trigger; it worked. Remember,
1: whenever we said Braun Strowman should be the champion, Jesus and that title means way less than this title, and now it's gone. At, yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. I don't it's want gone. Braun Strowman as champion.
0: Um, I don't have a whole lot to add. I thought that uh, what I was thinking about this morning was when we were doing wrestler of the year at the Beefers. Did anybody mention Moxley? No, I mean that's pretty weird, right? Because I listened to a couple of other podcasts that did their year end stuff, and John Moxley broke free. You know, his own his own video showed him breaking free of the chains, <laughs> which is not very subtle. And Say, then he goes to Run away from the big dogs. He fights in the G one. He has a great Win, G, has a great G one. Wins the U S title. Wins the U S title. And then comes over to AEW, gives it, you know, I, I don't know how much work credence it need, but it, uh, how much it needed, but it, he gave him a bunch. Mm-hmm. And now here he is in, you know, the beginning of March top 2020, guy. top guy.
1: I can't believe we didn't even mention him. Like, it just I think seems kind of weird. just a testament to how great 2019 wrestling okay, was. Okay,
2: that's what I was going to say. Also,
1: his podcast, his Jericho
0: podcast, might have been one of the biggest highlights of 2019. If that's I, true. I, I'm not going to
2: disagree with that. I, I'll just I'll defend the my Adam Cole pick. If you ain't got they, to no, because I feel like I'm I'm going to. I feel like I have to, and I'm just going to for 30 seconds. For me, they both got hot right at the right time. For me, the I guess if you want to call it the quote unquote tiebreaker, is that Adam Cole is. Was and is the champion, the world champion at the time where he got hot. The same time Moxley got hot. There's no dis- disrespect to Moxley. They both had good to great matches on well, both sides of the fence. For me, Adam, when you're the man on top, that's a bigger role, that's bigger responsibility, that's big time main event matches. I'm still taking Adam Cole.
0: Adam Cole is also a better worker, but I mean,
2: well, that's that's another story. for We don't time. have to relegate that. Let's get to our <laughs> two counts.
0: One. Zach, we never talked about it. What's the two count?
1: Oh, I thought it was going to be Jason. That was off the hook cuz I'm on the right right now. But uh Jason
0: does the one. You always do the two.
1: Yeah, I know I always do two. I just thought we were changing it up. I w- I was not prepared. Uh but I can come up with something. You want to do the Wednesday Wars? Um we can or uh I think a big thing is uh that kind of plays into it is uh Matt Hardy. Okay. Let's do that then. Being a free agent mm-hmm. All and right. essentially Like, it's almost a guarantee that he's in AEW, and let me tell you why, if you're unfamiliar. So, he did a, he was booked for this thing in New York called The Big Event, in which a bunch of WWE guys were booked, a bunch of other celebrities and stuff, and essentially, The the Big Event was not allowed to have any AEW talent on their event. Uh, That's just how WWE's rolling right now is if you book a WWE talent, you cannot have an AEW talent next to them at your event. Otherwise, uh, WWE will never send you talent again.
2: Petty. Very, Crocker. very petty. That's
1: how they are. But uh, so anyway, Matt Hardy is a free agent. He's off the uh, big event. And then he released on a free the delete video. We've we've seen all the hints, you know, on being the elite and stuff, and they've been playing around with that. Uh, but on being the elite, the Bucks said that they needed to go to what state does he live in carolina or whatever yeah yeah so he, they north need carolina. to go to yeah north carolina and so they they go take off for north carolina they get a phone call and they go take off for north carolina and on matt hardy's free the delete video a car pulls up to his house in north carolina and he says ah the bucks of youth which is what he calls <laughs> the young bucks which is awesome uh, he's like i knew you'd come so essentially this thing's happening so
2: do you think so? C- come on, man. Listen, I don't want to be falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I said the ten. I said the tenorology. It just seems too obvious. Yeah, and when it's too obvious, yep. it's it's n- it not always comes to pass. But I, I mean, agree. it obvious, makes sense. Obvious isn't
1: I bad. Agree. MJF, we knew he was turning, and it was still awesome. No, I man. know, I know. And,
2: and
0: to your point that obvious isn't bad. You know, we all picked everything the exact same last week, except Zach took Y two J. And we were, you and I were only one away from perfect, Jason. Uh, Zach was two away from perfect. <laughs> 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 with a dick bag. <laughs> but I think, I think what you can say with
1: 90% certainty that Matt Hardy's going to AEW, whether he's a full time wrestler or whatever, or a personality. Like,
2: mm-hmm. I can't oh, believe you're like, no, you know, I, no, because you're so is, reticent no, to because say that Hardy's going to be in AEW. Because like, in this, I don't buy it. In this, Day and age in no, twenty twenty. I mean, there is Coke Cabana, Great example. Just saw him on AEW, I guess that was on the pay. Was he on the pay-per-view? Yeah, because he yeah, made the save made in the, the save. pre-show. And then he was on AEW Dynamite as you know A W now roster member, but Still I mean just, But just on the, the back end, I mean before that he was doing R O H, he was on uh, something
1: else. I just That's recently Cole saw him though. He's a he's like the indie darling. Right? Okay, but um, but like what's Matt Hardy gonna fucking do? That Matt Hardy's not going. Matt to Hardy run can indies. do, but the, he can do anything. Anything. He's, he's not going go to back.
2: fucking Impact. He could if he wanted to. He could go back to Impact if he wanted to. He query doesn't want to go back to WWE, so there we can take them. All off the board. Can't go to nobody, New Japan. Nobody
0: of his stature is going to impact.
2: Why not? Why is this such a unreasonable because AE, fathom? Because, a,
0: because AEW's hot. AEW
1: could use him and he Why would you ha- go to the number four when you go to the number two?
2: Right. Because the number four you help put back on the map. TNA, nobody was really TNA talking TNA about the
1: WWE. I was giving them a benefit of the doubt. Okay, well,
2: no, let's call. No, okay. WWE, and, and I'm not even going in particular I'm just I'm just throwing this shit out there. WWE, you have AEW. If you were just talking about just American companies, then we got to start talking about the NWA, ROH. Um, I was going Impact. by money
1: because I like WWE, AEW, New Japan, those are profitable businesses, right. right? Impact is owned by a profitable business, but is not in itself profitable. Uh, same thing with ROH is owned by a very profitable business, but it's not in and of itself. Profitable. Which makes them bigger than NWA. That's yeah. that that's fair. Still, he, he's 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 not
2: gonna go to Impact. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that it's that okay, let's say he does go to A. W. Let's just say for the record he does go. Is he is he the exalted one like people think? Or is nah. he just going to be coming in as Matt Hardy and hooking up with the the box of youth i just like i said i think it it makes sense because the dots connect I just don't want to be jumping the gun and then come back two weeks later and be like, damn,
1: we missed that one. I don't think it'll be on next week's episode, but I mean, I think they're just going to keep teasing it. No, it it should be on
2: next week's episode. Lance Archer shouldn't come anytime soon. Motherfuckers just losing their mind about that shit. Oh, I thought Lance Archer was going to be on. man, Everybody needs to, A, take a fucking dick out your ear and fucking listen for 30 seconds. Jim Ross... (laughs) Clearly He's said that he would be coming with more r- details as things come along. The little clip where you saw Lance Archer coming up—you know, Lance Archer is coming. It didn't say he was coming next week. He didn't n- announce a match. He said that he is coming. That he signed with AEW, and the details were on the way. And now, motherfuckers, are losing a goose their shit. Coming joke yet? Yeah, right. And then motherfuckers are losing their shit about oh Lance Archer not being on AEW Dynamite. The, if the fact that he's not on last night's show isn't the end of the world, and it he's should build up. more anticipation of when he's coming. Is he going to be Jake Roberts' disciple? Maybe it's, uh, what's your boy? Uh, Brody, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, thank you. It could be either or. But motherfuckers are so goddamn needy. I got to have Lee's it right dad, now. I got to, you know... Take this Which right now. Everybody just needs to chill the fuck out and let this shit play itself out. God so damn.
1: Brody Lee Keith Lee's
0: dad. So <laughs> <laughs> they still look more alike than Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. <laughs> uh, well, let's get. I mean, can we just dovetail this into the Wednesday Night Wars? Because yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about that Jake the Snake promo because Jake the Snake comes back on uh, AEW Dynamite. Hasn't been on wrestling television proper. I mean, he's been on documentaries and shit like that, but he has not been on a live show in forever. And I just want to say that it didn't look like he had a whole lot of rust. It looked like he was old. He he certainly didn't look uncomfortable in the ring. He no. didn't look uncomfortable delivering that promo at all. No, and he's clean, so he was sharp. Yeah, and it was a heel promo. He Got a bunch Oof. of cheers, and then he decided to come in and cut a heel, or he didn't decide, but he came in and cut a heel promo on Cody, of kept, which he's one of the best at doing. kept a, kept calling him Caesar, mm. which I liked. I glad that. Yeah. And said he's coming with a guy, and it, the end line of his promo was the best, where he goes, oh, "Oh God, a wise man once told me don't turn your back on anybody you either respect or are scared of," and he threw his microphone up and turned his back and on bounced. Cody and left, and Cody caught the microphone. It was so bad. That's the so, ultimate so mic drop
2: right there for 2020. And he,
0: didn't, and it, it, he didn't say, I'm just here for tonight or anything. It looks like he's in AEW. No, he basically, told him, personality.
2: He, he basically told him he didn't even he's want. He's manager. He didn't yeah. want the AEW. He just wanted your part of the AEW. That's He goes, I don't want the world. I just, I just want, want your, your share. share of it. That, to me, was cold blood. I'm like, okay, that's why I love Jake Roberts' even back to when he was you know WWE Jake Roberts days and he came out with Damien his best attribute was getting you to have that fear about him where he would just quietly tell you how he can just dismantle you in a matter of minutes that to me is what made Jake is Roberts great a master and, of
1: psychology like think about yeah, how what successful the, a story he, too man think about how successful Jake Roberts was in the 80s and early 90s as, in WWF Whenever the only guys that made it were body guys. Right. Guys that look like Sid Vicious right. and shit like that. It just a testament to Jake Roberts about how good he is, whenever he was never a body guy, but he was always he never was a world champion, but he was always up there, Intercontinental, you know,
2: feuding with the feuding with the baby faces. The great part about WWE is for for Jake, that was good for him because he could talk and he could entertain. He didn't have to be a body guy, and that's basically what WWE is. It's the it, at least that point. It was like the precursor of what sports entertainment is. And right
0: also, now. yeah, that gets thrown around about Mr. Perfect too. That they were never world champion. There's a lot of guys back then that were never world champion. Not everybody because, can be a top be, guy. And well, because Hogan was champion forever, right. you know, there wasn't all that many world champions back then. It's I was, fine to be like quote unquote mid card. I thought it was. I was very happy. You know, I saw it on Facebook. A uh, friend of the show, Jim Button from Let's Get Comfortable, uh, put something on Friends of BFR on Facebook that said that Jake the Snake promo, and I was like, "What the fuck is he
2: talking about?" <laughs> and then when I watched it today, I was like, "Oh, that was really good." No, that wasn't really good. That was exceptional. Okay, Whoa. he came in. I'm sorry. Jeez. He came in He's and captivated that fucking audience. Literally to the point where I just I stopped moving and was listening to every fucking word that that man said. Okay? that was the way to deliver a promo if you had to take a class and put up an example of how to do it that's how you do it he came in he made his point he made basically was- and basically told Cody i'm getting ready to take your shit and then and then the kill the last line was like the just the absolute best way to leave it the way it was throwing yeah. the mic turning his back dare i dare you to do something
0: you want to hear my you want to hear my Jason impression
2: that was an unbelievable
0: promo. He came in. He delivered it perfect. <laughs> Jason. And then, and then and then Bill comes in and says, Jason, what kind of grade would you give that promo? Solid C+.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. That's in the short list of promo of the year as far as I'm concerned. That Joker was that damn good, okay? Uh, so some other
0: things to get to. Um, uh, let's go to NXT. Dakota Kai and T. There were two cage matches. On NXT, Dakota yeah. Kai versus Tegan Nox? And they both
1: fucking sucked.
2: Really? Hmm. Yeah. I don't,
1: know, I don't know about that. I, I didn't like either one. I really liked Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, and I liked kind of what they were doing. I just hated the ending. I thought you put people in a cage match to avoid interference, and it was just all Ooh. interference. Like, the whole point of a cage, it's a gimmick for two people to get in there and to wrestle and... For one of them to come out victorious, and it's you're holding on so tight. The thing is, <laughs> Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox, like Jim Cornette, yeah, Tegan Knox <laughs> is the one that wants to get into this cage with Dakota Kai, right? So Dakota cannot run, and her her muscle cannot get to her, right? So as soon as Tegan Knox gets in the cage, what she do? She runs and tries to get out of the cage. Like the point is not to win the match; the point is to get your fucking revenge in a cage.
0: I'll be honest, like the Jacksons, I can't tell them apart.
1: Oh my what? Significant like guy I really, why, I really man, can't. Come on. I've, yeah, I know. That's the problem. I mean, they're both like smoking hot and really talented, but they do look way different. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, wow. but I, I thought it was a good match. I, so, I kept forgetting which one was the he- heel and which one was the baby, or which one was Dakota Kai and which one was to get I think the ending was annoying, even though it was kind of creative because the the smushing. It you was know, creative. But it was still annoying. Okay, so what was and, your problem with Dream versus Strong? Oh, my God. They fucking ruined the gimmick again. What? <laughs> yeah, but they, they made up for it because Dream then locked Adam Cole in there. I don't think that that made up for it. I thought it was fucking stupid. Okay. All right. I hated it. I'll I'll go this far. Maybe it was because, sorry. Not real good, quick. Good. No, finish. Maybe it was because Hated it was it. the second fucking time that we had a shitty Roderick Strong main event, which is like impossible. Yeah. Like Roderick Strong doesn't have like bad matches, but somehow Dream yeah, does it twice in a row on on it matches that I'm match. looking forward to. Maybe it's just because I'm looking forward to it. I just didn't like this whole story and then like you get Dream in there and he locks Cole in and I'm like now I I don't want to doesn't make me want to see Adam Cole and fucking dream like dreams not ready for that maybe i'm just being too meta and just being too smarty. but like i don't want to see dream headline takeover versus adam cole it's going to be a that's shit match
0: too late too late that's what it is you want to see my zach impression go ahead Man, I just fucking hate it. I hate it. Both those cage matches. I mean, I was looking for the Roderick Strong match, and it just fucking sucked, man. It just fucking sucked. And then I'd say, Zach, what kind of grade do you give the cage match? I don't know. It's like a B-plus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does well with everything. That's like the opposite. <laughs> I'll just say this. I'll say this. I thought that the Dakota-Tegan uh, Knox match was a little, little lower than the street fight. Not as good. I get what you're saying with, you know, you wanted to keep the interference away. That's why you had the cage. That's why, you know, I see your point with the finish. It's not the end of the world. If you wanted to book it that way, that's fine. But to me, it's not the end of the world. I think it did what it ultimately was going to do and was supposed to do was to get more heat on Dakota Kai, which ultimately, when you do some fuckery like that, that's what it's going to do. For me, mission accomplished. Yeah, it was like it was Zach- very
1: WWE and not NXT because it was all about heat. Like, yeah, okay. Replace and Dakota Kai with Baron Corbin. It's the same fucking
2: match. Zach, <laughs> Zach, Zach.
1: Your point is
0: well taken, though, because that is what a cage match is supposed to be historically.
1: Yeah, I'm just a traditionalist guy. Okay, no. Now for I've the main event, I'm just all you. about traditional stuff. Yeah, my. Ass. I've
0: always said that about you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: For the main event, I didn't have a problem with uh Marina Shafir come down ringside. I mean, damn, she's been basically getting through- drugged through the mud by the oh, yeah team was cool. for the, the last yeah, a Well, she should. At the same
1: time, the it it just goes to show how shitty they did a job with the storytelling because that's a baby face fucking move, right? And.
2: Strong's supposed to be the heel. Right. Now, that that part I agree with. I think everything with this Roddy Strong, Velveteen Dream, the way they booked this storyline, it's been ass backwards. Even up to the point where he threw Roddy out of the ring so Roddy could win the match and then lock Adam Cole in to get a little piece of revenge. I get that. I just don't like how they've done that whole lead up to this. You don't have to do this kind of ass-backwards booking to get to Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream. Before Velveteen Dream got hurt, that was basically kind of the match we were kind of leading up to anyway. You had him being Velveteen Dream as the North American champion. If you wanted to play the traditionalist game, the North American champion would probably be the lead-up to the NXT champion. So, I mean, you could have played it like that. I just don't like the way that they did it to where – People are like, oh, Dream's not a face. He's not a heel. He's a tweener. When that—that's bullshit. Because the way they did this, he came off as the heel. Yeah, he I don't care what anybody dick. says. And I don't care
1: what anybody says. I think he's lost something since his injury. Like he was never like an amazing worker before. But I—I I have not seen anything impressive from Velveteen Dream in the ring since he's been back, and that's a—that's a bummer. And I mean, the dude's young. He's got a huge future ahead of him. But uh, I just worry that they're, you know. Pushing him too hard, too early. So, NXT had two cage matches, and neither one of
0: them was my favorite part of the show. Uh, I had two favorite parts of the show, and those two weren't either one of them. It was a good Wednesday night. I liked Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes together. Cameron Grimes uh, got to cut a very good heat-seeking promo. <laughs> Dude, everybody hated it. Oh, man, it was on his ass. He's, <laughs> he's really fucking goofy. And you know who he reminds me of? Angle like when Angle first came in like he's he's just kind of like he's like the dunce he's like he doesn't have the same uh angle that Angle had like he's not like this huge athlete which is what Angle was and he was like a supposed to be like a jock dumbass but Cameron Grimes does play a good dumbass who's also <laughs> just kind of a dick which everybody here knows guys who are dumbass dicks and it's like <laughs> wait a minute you don't get to be a dick to me cuz you're Dumb as
2: shit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Cameron Grimes is good. Uh, I love They're
2: going to have a
0: great match. I yeah. agree. I loved the sit-down interview with Johnny Gargano oh my God. and Mauro Ronello.
1: So much like I said, hey, have you seen a better tag match than that? Have you seen a better sit-down interview in WWE, like, in years? No, no, no. Because it, they don't do it that often. Yeah.
0: Mauro is beloved. And believable. And believable. Looks scared. And Gargano was trying to keep his composure and did a very good job of acting like he couldn't keep his composure yeah it was tremendous my favorite part was when maro was like hey guys took off his mic and he's like guys i can't do this and i even wrote this down gargano goes while he's walking away what no
2: mama mias no
0: funny quips
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my favorite part so good on that jason no it uh two be very last week it's it refreshes This feud where I was kind of worried about where we would go from here. Now you have the heel Johnny Gargano, which it's not like the first time he's played the heel. But in this feud, this is the first time he's played the heel in this feud. And I think that's important because now you get to see both guys in a different light. So you refresh in the feud, but the (laughs) the basis is still the same. They can't stand each other. And I'm a firm believer that somehow, someway, we're going to get it to where one of these guys can't stay in NXT because they've teased it to this point. I thought the sit-down interview was really, really good. And it, it left me really wanting to see what, is next on this road to the ultimate match that I think we're going to end up getting at the, at some point, probably at the the WrestleMania TakeOver show. But no, I thought it was really, really well done. And I don't care if Johnny Gargano is 5'7", 5'8". He looked believable enough to where he could fuck up Morrow at a drop of a dime if he really wanted to. That's the way I took away from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a total athlete, like standing next to a Lars Sullivan, he's going to look like shit. But the, yeah. the guy is like standing next to us, like he's going to look jacked.
2: Yeah, and then the fact that he, could, he did what... No Mama Mia's, no Johnny Turncoat, the little... And it started out very friendly, right? Yeah. Because Johnny said,
1: like, yeah, you know, I was the only guy that showed up to your documentary. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, you know, more hard than Valentine's Day. Somebody check his DNA. He's like, I love that line. You know, brings up, like, oh, he had obviously rewatched his match and heard Morrow and appreciates that. And even said, I appreciate what you do. He's like, you tell our stories. And, like, he built Morrow up and then he just tore
2: him down yeah. and it was fucking oh, yeah, you could, got his, yeah you could see it happening slowly but surely but then he was like you know what did you call me to, you know the last time i wrestled i was yeah. like oh
0: shit here and we go he still didn't he goes oh Chompa. answer why he goes oh champa comes in you say daddy's home you call me johnny turncoat right yeah it was it was a great
1: promo uh
2: which was the better promo jake versus Champa. who had the better promo or uh, Jake versus Gargano, I apologize.
1: Very different styles. I think the the uh, Gargano one was more impactful because it involved a quote-unquote civilian. Like, just, you know, being... Like, the, the threat of violence on an announcer who's a non-combatant was much worse than, like, you know Jake Roberts isn't going to haul off and hit Cody because Cody would just beat his fucking ass because he's an old man, right? So if Roberts would have had his muscle... And they would have done something dastardly to Cody right then and there, maybe it'd be like on the same level. But I feel like the fact that he almost crossed that Gargano was so incensed that he almost crossed that line, I feel like that would made it more impactful for me. And maybe I'm just a Gargano mark. Are so you right? so <laughs> I mean, to me
0: This is a this is a question of, you know, when when people what's the move they always get wrong about Tony Hawk? I always oh. say I always say that Nobody could do this move. Oh, it's a
1: 900, but you always say 1080. I would say 1080 because that
0: was the snowboarding game. It's like Jake the Snake Roberts had to walk so Johnny Gargano could run is basically the way I feel about it. Johnny Gargano's promo was better. Jake the Snake's was more fun for me because I, I enjoyed seeing this guy that I knew from my youth. And when I'm talking youth, I mean, I used to watch Jake the Snake when I was fucking seven years old my brother's name is jacob and he always loved the jake the snake and he had jake the snake did he ddt you full no he's younger he didn't ddt me until about three years later when he was (laughs) 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 when he was 10 and i was 13 but um he's huge but uh it was and fuck that story jake the snake was close to death man he really was and he cleaned his life up and he started doing DDP yoga, and now he's clean, and he's, he's touring the country, telling stories, and he's making money. And now he's back on AEW, which is the hottest shit in professional wrestling. I mean, that's a, that's a tremendous story. Yeah. That is genuinely heartwarming. So who had the better promo? Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get to our predictions. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> before we get to our predictions, we're just going to do a quick rundown of how much I hated Smackdown and shit. how much I liked Raw, shit. especially
1: the ending of Raw. That bad good. Dude, Smackdown was bad. Oh, yeah. It, like, it's always not, bad lately, but it's, it was way worse than usual. I mean,
0: half the show was Goldberg and Reigns walking down talking to each other and half the show was Cena and Fiend. I mean, that those two those two Whatever segments together, Cena and The Fiend and Goldberg and Reigns, is 45 minutes of the show. I mean, that's terrible, considering that Fiend didn't say shit. Goldberg and Reigns barely said shit. And then, uh, it's, it's, it's so lazy for them to set up WrestleMania matches
1: like that. It's the laziest shit ever. Like, you have a pay-per-view coming up. What's lazier, Goldberg, Reigns, or Cena Fiend? Cena I can't Fiend. Even, I can't even say it. Cena Cena Fiend. Dude, because I posted that meme on Friends of BFR, which Fienda. was, I actually got I put I tweeted it too. I got a bunch of likes. Was, I was pretty proud of it. But uh, Yeah, I retweeted that. He said, oh, uh, cool. you, know, did you Cena, get some likes. Yep, <laughs> I, got some, uh, I got some, like, dopamine hits. <laughs> but uh, Pats on the back. Cena comes out and says, yo, I'm not taking a WrestleMania spot from somebody who's worked here all year. Which, incidentally, is the same shit that he said last year and probably the year before that. It's fucking recycled I material. I think the year before that was when he called out Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Which is still one of the weirdest WrestleMania things that's ever happened. So Cena says, I can't take a spot. You know, these guys have worked all year. I haven't been around, even though it's my home. Blah, 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 blah. Fiend comes out, points at the sign, and he's just like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. You know, it's like, (laughs) that's all it takes? He just wrote this whole soliloquy about being such a baby face. And and
0: got legitimately choked up because I know he's not that good of an actor. I know he got legitimately choked up. And by the way, just as a quick aside... John Cena is no actor. If you've ever seen him in a movie, he fucking sucks. He's, he does good with comedy. It's fu- yeah, but it's funny to think that he's following in the Rock's footsteps because yeah. he couldn't do anything the Rock does. No, I mean, and I don't even see Rock movies. He's not as good as the Rock. I'm part. I'm Big Brother's big sisters, and I have little. And we went and saw the new Jumanji movie. There's no way. John Cena could ever do what The Rock does in that movie because The Rock has to be Danny DeVito, is in The Rock's body for half that movie. So The Rock has to be Danny DeVito. Yeah. You think fucking John Cena could do that? Fucking hack. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm fucking John. I was thinking about this today earlier too about how much I hate John Cena and how many fucking titles he has and everybody's like well you know he's the greatest he's got all these titles he's got all these titles <laughs> he's the greatest he's one of the greatest well you gotta put him in the Mount Rushmore you gotta put him in the top 10 no me. you don't <laughs> that bothers you don't me, have that. to put him anywhere just because Vince likes him doesn't make him one of the greatest because Vince's favorites are not the greatest
2: that bothers me the fact that he has 16 just it doesn't bother me
0: he has 16
2: <laughs> because no, it, it's, it, it's it
0: well it's It's predetermined. What bothers me is that people, when they talk about who the greatest are of all
1: time, that John Cena is
0: even thought of in the conversation.
1: Fuck him.
2: He sucks.
1: I think it's a mainstream situation because of money drawn, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. John Cena, whether you like him or not. I I,
1: I don't have to do that.
0: The, no, I mean, you know, like when people say that some of these guilty until proven innocent, it's like not with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the power to put them in jail, so they can be guilty as soon as I say they're guilty.
1: I still think <laughs> Richard Jewell did it.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus did you, Christ! I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you watch that movie? Yeah, he did nine eleven, right? Yeah, he yeah. definitely
0: did. He was flying the. He was flying the ninety
1: three. no yeah.
0: That was the one that that crashed, went down, yeah, quote unquote, went down in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but right.
1: the lizard yeah. people are actually the ones that shot it down. But what I really want to talk about, and they were told to do it by the Greys. <laughs> what I really want to talk about, not the gays, not to be confused with the gays, the Greys, the aliens. Yeah,
2: you better spell that shit.
1: What I really want to talk
0: about is Randy Orton, RKO, and Beth Phoenix. Yeah, that was good. It was real good. Come I'm on, guys. before it was good too. Randy Orton is. On fire right now. Like this is Randy Orton's wheelhouse.
1: Raw was like a shit sandwich with uh, fucking San Francisco ah, sourdough bread. Nah, it was like it the was beginning okay. was really good with Brock, and you like, didn't like Baszler Kyrie scene. No, nah. It,
0: did you it, watch? Did. did you watch it? I, I no, watched the whole thing. I watched I, it. I and clipped it, it then.
2: No. Cold bloody Fuck. I was no, it the wrong one. got to do it.
0: Wait, you didn't like Kyrie's? Uh, did you watch it? I watched clips.
2: Ass. <laughs> I watched good. it, okay, as I watch Raw every week, and I'll just say this. Thank
0: you for doing your homework for the podcast. You're
2: welcome, by the way.
0: This is... It means a lot.
2: This is...
0: Remember when new- it was just supposed to
2: be me and you? <laughs> <damn it>. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Shayna Baszler. This is... What we remember, Shayna, in NXT, we need to forget... Oscar, uh, Same way. They're not going to be booked the same way. Shayna Baszler, God bless her, probably should have not even been wrestling Kyrie Sane or Oscar. You probably should have just had her wrestle a jobber of some sort, have her roll over this jobber, and have her build momentum with Becky. It was a long match. It was too long because now you've taken away some of Shayna's luster. Not only have you had her come in doing – this biting thing, which I'm still not a whole fan of, now she's struggling on the quote-unquote struggling on the main roster. I honestly, Have her come in, beat some ass, take some names. Becky's new gimmick is absolutely horrible. This whole thing just makes me want to have her ass handed to her. But now Shayna doesn't look like she can do that. I was interested in this match like two or three weeks ago. Now I'm kind of like, eh.
0: I think that was one of those things where like – they're either a trying to show the smarks which you know either try to show us something or don't try to show us something don't try to hedge but either they're trying to show us that Shayna Baszler can wrestle a long match which if anybody is a smark they've already seen her wrestle a match in NXT or b they're trying to show Vince that she can that she actually has you know some lungs that she can actually wrestle a long she match she can wrestle
1: a long match like her style of match though like she has to like dominate. I, I I mean, I gotta be honest, guys. This is not what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's
0: fine. I wanted to talk about RKO. We can move on. I wanted to talk about him. That R- was good shit. I want to talk about him RKO-ing a woman. Especially because...
2: It, let's not act like he
0: hasn't done this before. I. It does not happen. There is not... There, there are not wrestling moves performed on women very often in modern day WWE. The last time we saw it was... Uh, Baron Corbin hit the end of days on Becky, and it was effective.
1: I just saw. Before
0: uh, that, the last time we saw women versus men fight was Nia Jax versus Dean
1: Ambrose. So that's three times in the last year. I just saw Randy Orton, RKO, a Hall of Famer. I don't see gender. I also don't him. see gender Look at on TV anymore. <laughs> <Look at him. laughs> Let's go smoke a cigarette. Jesus. No, Christ. no, no. Hang
2: on, hang on. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I'll I'll, I'll rebut after. Uh, I and mean, finish. really, I've. I, well,
0: I was going to ask you the question. Are you okay with this?
2: I'm fine with it. I mean, it, like I said, it's it's nothing that we a we it's nothing we haven't seen Randy do before. C uh, She is a wrestler. C Stephanie McMahon. That that's the first person I thought of when I think of RKO and a woman is Stephanie McMahon. That was the you know part of the few with him at Triple H. B, she's a wrestler, should be able to take it. C, it makes storyline sense. So for me and D, I don't mind intergender wrestling. So for me, all those things involved, I had no problem with it. I was wondering whether he was going to do it or not whether this was going to be the week that Edge was going to come out and prevent that. which I was is thinking the, that, too. Which is perfect. It didn't happen. It all perfect. makes sense, and I'll take it one step further. Hot take. Orton versus Edge should main event WrestleMania. No other story is a bigger story. No other story, for, at least for me personally, has me more invested. That should be the WrestleMania match. Right now, right so, now. So we're what six weeks out? Right now, the Brock and Drew is no, good. Less than six, five weeks out. Brock and Drew is good. And that's not gonna be the main event. Roman and Goldberg. That's, gonna, pff, that's please. Gonna, that's you can that's start to show make. off with that. Get yeah. that shit out the way. As that'll, far as I'm concerned, that's the event. Anything else? There's no other storyline that has this much Juice. heat. Can I? To can where I, the fans are in. That's it. Can I dish a wrestle? Can, oh, headline I, WrestleMania. can I
0: say why I hope it doesn't? Go ahead. It's because WrestleMania is always too long, and by the time they get to the main event, everybody's tired, and it probably wouldn't have the juice that it probably needs. So just let, let Goldberg and fucking Roman Reigns both take 10 minutes to walk out there and have a fucking three minute shit ass match. Fucking Vince, you fucking goddamn.
2: He's heating up. <laughs> okay, but that's not – the I think that – I agree with I Zach mean, I, on this that, one. I mean I, – I agree with Zach on this one. For this one, you should have your biggest match, the most important match on top. I'm sorry. Roman Reigns winning the title back is only important for those who love Roman Reigns. This is an obvious that's a- setup from the word Go. You took away. That's the, an audience of one. There's more than that. You took away the Elimination Chamber match, and I don't care what you say. You gave Roman Reigns the title shot. Just basically eliminating any kind of whoops, this shit might happen on the way to WrestleMania and just gave him the match. That's you not know what a good to, look.
0: To your point. So I got back into wrestling in 2009. So we're going on year 11 or 12 here now, right? So in the modern day, I gave it up in 2004. WrestleMania season used to be when they would build up to the big matches and it used to be fun and all the storytelling was really good. And now what it's turned into in the past five years is part-timers versus full-timers and just the laziest fucking shit ever. And Elimination Chamber used to, you know, they threw Elimination Chamber in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania to make it mean something. And now there is no men's match on singles match on the Elimination Chamber. It's the women's match, which is cool. I'm glad there's a women's match and a tag
2: match, which I'm sure will be great. Dude, stop. They did.
1: they just need to they get, have get rid done. of Elimination Chamber.
2: I no, I mean, it's a fun f- match. It's, mat, it's a fun, it's a fun
1: gimmick. Just it's put it somewhere gimmick. else in the year if you're – Okay. Put and it somewhere else in the year.
2: I'll just – I'll say this, and we can move on if you want to. The problem with this is now it feels like Vince has manipulated everything so where not only Roman could get the win, but he can get cheered in the win.
0: Oh, they The got better
2: the- match would have probably been him versus Bray, but then – God forbid if they had Roman go over, the crowd might have gone south on him. Oh, no. Instead of now setting it up where he could beat Goldberg. They got the
0: reaction they wanted on Friday night because Reigns came out and got cheered, and Goldberg got Got booed. booed. And that's probably what Vince has been going for the entire time. All roads lead to Roman. and We haven't said that in a while. Yeah. And it's still true, though. Yeah. And... I'll say this piggybacking. I think I've said piggybacking like four times here, but (laughs) I'll say this because this is what Zach said last week is that when Bray came out and confronted Cena, and it just looks like Husky Harrison's Halloween. Yeah. I was always against having the red lighting when he's out there, but if you don't have the red lighting, it just looks like a dude wearing a mask. Ugh. And it looks stupid. In well, fact, they ru- they ruined the fiend. It's no, over. I'm him. declaring it over. They didn't
2: ruin him, but they de- he definitely took a hit. It's not ricochet bad, but he, he I look at him differently now. Oh, I wish I still had the drop that goes, ah! It's not <laughs> hot! <laughs> all
0: right, boys. That's You guys good? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm for right, sure yeah. done talking about that shit. All
1: we
2: right. will to talk about it here in a little bit I'll anyway. do it for
0: our three counts.
2: One, 2 We ain't getting away from three. WWE that easy. Yep, we're good.
0: All right. Uh, we just uh, went outside and talked for a little bit. We talked a bunch of shit on WWE. You guys can find that on our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: called BFR After Dark. <laughs> we well, didn't talk shit about WWE. I, just, I honestly think everything we said was on point and true. It, it, I'm it, just it. sorry. It, it, it's, when you got... You had Kofi Kingston losing to Robert Roode on Friday night. We just had Kofi as the goddamn champion. You took it away from him in 90 seconds, and probably less than that, and then he loses to Roode? You had Riddick Moss beating Ricochet? I mean, damn, what did Ricochet do that was so goddamn bad that he loses to Riddick Moss? I mean, damn, the, 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 the He shouldn't even be wrestling for the 24-7 championship, first and foremost. So that was probably the first fucking clue that something was going to go south. But then Riddick Moss? Who the fuck is Riddick Moss? The last time I checked, this stupid little son of a bitch was on some goddamn... Tough enough bullshit. And then all of a sudden he gets up. a little rub from uh what's your boy's name? Mojo Riley. And then the next thing you know, he's over here pinning he's Ricochet. Up. How in the hell do you put Ricochet in this spot? He shouldn't be talking. He should just wrestle. Gonna go back to NXT. Maybe him and Dream can have a great match for the NXT title at some point. But there is no way on God's green earth. I'm sorry, uh Ricochet. Kofi Kingston, Cedric Alexander. I know that the, the common theme of this is men of color, but I'm not even going to go there. No way that these Ali. three guys, Ali, thank you. He hasn't even been on He's TV hurt. in 2020.
0: He's hurt, right?
2: No, he hasn't even been on TV. They kept him off of TV for whatever reason. He has not been on TV. Even if he was hurt, how long is he hurt? What is What injury is this long that he hasn't been on TV? He hasn't been on TV since fucking Daniel Bryan and shit. I mean, come on, man. Damn, this don't make sense. They got the best roster in the fucking world. He's heating up, and they fuck it away for Goldberg. They fuck it away. I won't even say Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin apparently is some of them, somebody that actually likes. But every time you look up, they do... Undertaker. Okay. AJ Styles and Undertaker could have a really good match. You know what this match is going to be? It's going to be AJ Styles and OC versus The Undertaker and Aleister Black. They're going to fuck it up. All you have to do is just leave shit alone sometimes. You ain't got to get everybody on He's the goddamn up. card. Not everybody is meant to be on Wrestlemania. Wrestlemania is the showcase of the immortals. So let's Leave it as the showcase for the immortals. Let's get the best guys with the best fucking matches. And I will still say Randy Orton and Edge deserve to main event this WrestleMania because there is no other storyline that is better, that will captivate that will after six hours of me being drunk, I will still wait for that match before I would wait for Goldberg Reigns. If Goldberg Reigns is the main event, I'm not even gonna watch that shit. I'll tell you that right now. I'll take my drunk ass home. All right, I'm done. Bullshit. Oh, we got our 2020
0: <laughs> elimination predictions coming up. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll do the elimination chamber ones last. We have Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in a no-DQ match, which probably means that the OC will get involved. JCB, I'll let you go
2: first. I'm just going to stick to a where I was just ranting on. This is where the Undertaker comes back into play. No, I should let you go last because he just, he just colored my... Uh, fuck this shit. I'm taking Aleister Black just because The Undertaker's going to come back in, get revenge, fuck the AJ Styles up, and that's how you're going to set up this nonsense WrestleMania match.
0: Love that pick. I'm going to go AJ Styles and then think that The Undertaker will probably come in after the match. Uh, Zach, who you got?
1: I am going to go Alistair Black because they don't beat AJ often. I think the only reason they would is for some kind of intrigue for something like this. They don't beat AJ off. They they do not. <laughs> oh, nope, He's a good old Southern Christian boy. No masturbation for that boy. <laughs> he only comes inside a vagina. He really and only for procreation
0: reasons. Oh Jesus. Uh, Christ. In my least favorite. I mean, it's almost embarrassing to say this because I know Jason is fired up and he's going to get even madder. Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. I mean,
1: three of the best workers in the company. <laughs> One of the best workers in history, and then yeah. two of the best workers in the company. So let me get this straight. Braun
0: Strowman in a handicap match. I'm going to take Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: So let me get this straight. We got to rebuild Braun Strowman and knock three guys out of the way to do it this doesn't even make sense to me you know what's
1: funny is like the way they're quote unquote rebuilding him like he's just the dumbest motherfucker on the planet because whenever they sign this contract he's he says I'm just gonna have to fight all three of you and then it's not like he's like a super brave dude that's like I'll fight all three of you and I'll kick all three of your asses he's just a dumbass that got duped into doing it he's a stupid baby face so I'll put you down for Sammy Zayn. then
2: (laughs) give me Braun. (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean come on man. Is
2: this is this Yeah, I'm taking Braun Strowman. Is this contract even legally binding? I mean come on, so Sarrize A's just gonna start oh, scratching this shit off. Well let's
0: see, <laughs> is David David Othonga drawing up?
2: Yeah, you might as well for this bullshit. I mean come on man, this is the shit I'm talking about. If this, is the, if this is gonna be sports entertainment, then be sports entertainment. But the main word in that sentence is entertainment. This shit to me is just not entertaining, especially what I saw after us on Saturday night. There's nothing about this pay-per-view that makes me want to watch it. For the U... I
0: don't know about that. Nothing.
1: For the U.S.
0: title, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo.
1: I mean, I could just Google pictures of Liv Morgan. It would probably be better than this pay-per-view.
2: Hmm. I'm not even a big Liv Morgan fan. This match fan. sounds good, though. Uh, it does it? Yeah. Humberto Carrillo doesn't have any char- charisma. I'm a hold-out you- hope. Dude. For what? There are tons of charisma. Back. What? Yeah. What kind of charisma,
1: dude? He's, he's got, no Angel
0: Garza, but I mean, like, uh,
2: Jason, you ain't even Jason,
0: You have to cut this out, Jason. Like, you would watch these two guys fight in any other promotion except for WWE. So why wouldn't you watch them WWE?
2: They because can, WWE d- doesn't play to their strengths. But you WWE, like wrestling. I understand that, but then at the same point, you just can't throw some shit out there and just make this be entertaining. Okay? There has to be some sort of logic behind this. And I'm not asking for a lie. I'm not asking uh, for- Oh, they,
0: they've had the story going for a while. They're, they're cousins. No, they're, they're not cousins.
2: They're not cousins. Okay, thank you. That's the other two. That's the other two. The two, the Never mind. That, that see, Wait, you get ready our, to get me going. No, Garza, the, the New Day, are <laughs> all cousins, too. <laughs> they just don't they know, <laughs> know each other. <laughs> they Bullshit. call each other cousins. Bullshit. We I, all know I, each I, other. I saw a baby boy at <laughs> the Esquire. I know you all
0: know each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just saying this. No,
1: Umberto Carrillo is cousins with Garza. Angel, Angel Garza. Yeah, because Umberto Carrillo so is actual I'll, name. Garza
2: is. and uh, Umbr- 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 Umberto Carrillo are cousins, I yeah, thought. Yeah, that's what he just said.
1: That's what I just said. Yeah.
0: He just
2: you said uh, Andrade. You're trying to call
0: me. I just.
1: He did initially.
0: I, at the beginning. Okay. But then I just said that okay. Garza and Carrillo
1: Because Umberto's cousins, right? last name is Garza. Like, his name is actually Garza. Okay. But they won't let him use it. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, white guy, for telling me I'm not racist. Now I feel better. <laughs> Vote Biden.
2: Can, do, can, are you <laughs> confident that Umberto Carrillo can talk? Because that's how he's going to get over in WWE. No, when but he Andrade, can, Andrade can't talk, though, either. Okay, and what is he doing? He's barely just barely getting well, he's by the mid-card. He's got a man. That doesn't... <laughs> it's the WWE, though. That doesn't matter. Who are you taking?
0: I'm done with this conversation. Andrade. Taking Andrade
2: to... They're probably not going to have Retain
1: to but... beer. here. You got... Uh, I am going to take Andrade. Yeah, because, I mean, they would have... If they're going to take the title off him, they would have done
2: it when he was suspended. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> taking the exact same thing. Come on, man. This is WWE. You don't think... This is Petty Crocker. You don't think he would wait until some shit like this to take the title off of him if he really I wanted to? I think they would have
1: just stripped him.
2: Street Profits versus
0: Seth Rollins and Murphy for no! the belts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Street, Street Profits won the belts the other night. Street good. Profits yeah. are no, the Raw good. Tag Team Champions. No, that's good. At least it's a legit tag I'm gonna team. I'm going to take the Street Profits to retain...
2: Double down on that, yeah. No, no, it's gonna set up Rollins and uh, KO.
0: Fucking boring.
2: No, sorry, it
1: is. Yeah, I, I got street
0: profits All right, so here's where it's going to get fun, and I'm going to put this in front of Zach because I know Zach doesn't know the car. <laughs> Everybody loves Let's Do a Podcast where the guy doing the podcast doesn't know shit about it. I really so, uh, can't be gonna, blamed in this case. We're going to start with... I didn't know it until today when I looked it up on Wikipedia. Okay, so, so see, you talking shit. So your, your column's the one that says ZP. Oh, okay, good to know. Or that could be two beer. Ha, uh, uh, so put them in least the most likely. Put so the number least, Number least one. Up. We have Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and slogan? Sarah slogan. Logan.
1: Oh, it's a slogan. Uh, well, so I put number one for number one, right? The, 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 bo- the, bottom one, the bottom one's the one that you think is going to win the most. Yeah, number six would be the one. Or number one is the one that I think is going to win the most, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, number one is going to be Shayna Baszler. Right there. Don't oh. put it in the four slot. I don't put it next to the wrestler? No. No, no, no. What the fuck? Well,
0: yeah,
2: you can. Yeah, that's fine. That's
1: fine. Yeah, number I was going f- to say uh, that. Too. Number one is Shayna Baszler. He's doing
2: it right. You over here making this shit rocket science. That's the weirdest shit. I have my own. You
0: guys have never filled this out. I have my own system. Basically,
2: with your way, you just want me to write one, two, three, four,
1: five, six (laughs) in
2: in ascending (laughs) order. Sarah Logan's going to (laughs) win. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) 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 So.
1: Shayna is gonna win. I'm gonna throw Asuka at their number two. If
2: you can see Bill's look,
1: is great. <laughs> uh, anybody else after this could be whatever. So let's go Ruby Riot. Let's go Liv Morgan because she's the hottest. Uh, let's go Natty because she's royalty. And let's go Sarah Logan at number six.
2: This is going off the track. <laughs> oh, shit. Go ahead Jason yeah. write, write your own down I, I will I will. I will Thank you very much <laughs> I must piggyback on Mr. Zach Sarah Gogan. Sorry You're a big fat six You have no business Even being in this goddamn match The fact you're even in this match Is beyond even me uh, We're going to go with Natty at five I love you Natty But once again Probably no business in this match You're the veteran of this group So yes So be it uh, let's go with Ruby Riot at four. You know, great to see Ruby Riot running around again, but yeah, no reason for you to be here. Liv Morgan at three. Yeah, she's cute, but really no real business being in this match. You know, she's cute. That's she kind of stole Scarlet Bordeaux's gimmick
1: before Scarlet Bordeaux hit the uh, main roster. Well,
2: no, I think that uh, Scarlet Bordeaux and uh, Killer Cross are going to be the combination whether they're going to be on SmackDown. I mean, it's not
1: the smoke show thing, but her gear is a lot like Scarlet's gear. Fair enough. Which I'm thankful for.
2: Yes, yeah, all, th- all things aside. I just aside, wish you would have had it when
1: I was front row down here at the uh, house show. That was Morgan has time. no business in
2: this match. Come on, man. I was going to say this is this is a precursor to Shayna Baszler. Obviously, I'm putting her as number one, Asuka at number two. I'm also taking Shayna Baszler at number one. I'll take Ruby Wright
0: at number two. I'll take Asuka at number three. This is way easier than the way I was doing it. Uh, <laughs> God damn. I'll take Liv at number four. Four Natty at five. Oh, these are almost all the exact same also Sarah Logan at six So I'm going to go first on this one We have the tag belts oh, for the Jesus Elimination Christ, Chamber man. It's Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party
1: Do they have to be in that chamber together, like real close? Yeah, they've done it before. Oh, okay. well, this, to... this is going to be a much bigger chamber. Heavy Machinery has to start this Just like a bunch of dudes outside jerking off on the glass.
2: Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm putting Lucha House Party at six. Nobody's seen them in a long time. Oh, they're in the match?
0: Yeah. He just This is for the belts. I'm putting Heavy Machinery
1: at five.
2: <laughs> oh, they're in the match? <laughs> <laughs> he just said. Ziggler and Root at four. <laughs> this is where our best video, right? Here Miz and Morrison are going in with the
0: belts. I'm going to have Miz and Morrison coming out with the belts. Uh, New Day at two. Uso's at three. Go ahead. Two
1: beers, Zach. Uh, let's see. Definitely. Just shit all over it, man. Miz and Morrison <laughs> to retain, but I'm going to swap Uso's and New Day. New Day have had it more recently than the Usos and just like Patty fucking Cake, Samson, whatever that is.
2: What uh, is Patty Cake? Yeah, that's not a term. that's not a thing. That's that's like no, Sampson. we gonna make it a thing. Patty, Patty Cake fucking Samson. Tag titles. Yeah, Patty Cake fucking Samson. Not an actual term. No, we gonna make it an actual term. Porch monkey, I'm bringing it back. Whoa! I'm man. Oh. I mean, I'll sit right here. <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't talking about you? God, yeah, you you made it that way. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, no, that? no, thank you. He anyway. was made that way a long time ago. I was about to say a, if you got to ask, it's racist. It's probably racist. That was a
1: Clerks Two reference, by the way. <laughs> okay. Nobody uh, <laughs> saw that <laughs> Thank <movie>. you. Nobody <laughs> watched Clerks Two. No, no, man. I don't watch View Askew No shit. wonder you guys took, terrible. No uh, wonder you guys took such offense.
0: Uh, anyway, <laughs> I also <laughs> like how you're filling
1: that out in Jason's. Lane. Ah, oh, shit. Jesus Christ. All right, man. here we this go. One, three, fucking... two, uh, and then after that, and oh god, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go heavy machinery. Racist ass fuck. Hell <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Ziegler. I saw that Biden sticker on your car. No, oh, that's that's the most <laughs> offensive yeah. thing. All right, go I've, ahead. I've heard. Today. We're not bringing it up.
2: Okay. We going ass backwards again. Lucha House Party at six. No reason for you to be in this match. Uh Heavy Machinery is kind of interesting just because I think Manny Rose is going to be there in some form of faction or fashion. I think I knew they what you meant. somehow they get Ziggler and Otis into some match. So I'm going Heavy Machinery at five. I'm going to do Ziggler and Rude at four. Now the big three. Um I know Miz and Morrison are the champs, but I just don't see them being the champs going into WrestleMania. So I'm going to put them at three. And then you have the two top teams of SmackDown in the New Day and the Usos. Uh, New Day just got back, just lost the title, so I will put them at two. And then I will have the Usos as the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Now, it's strange, right, that
0: we actually have an elimination chamber without any men's singles matches? I mean, that's that's the first time. You you want me to
2: go off again, don't you? You, all you no, had to do all you had to do is just say you just want me to go off again, don't no, you? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, smoke, you do. Wanna, yeah, you do.
0: I want to smoke another cigarette before my wife gets home. I don't
2: want
0: to <laughs> fucking... Yeah, go ahead. Go off. Thank you.
2: Just have the goddamn match. All you had to do was just fucking have this match. We all know Roman Reigns is going to wrestle for the title. It was just who he was going to wrestle. No, gonna...
0: don't you respect it more that they're like, we're not even going to offend you. We're not even going to insult your sensibilities by being like we're no, gonna you actually need, have this match
2: no you need to insult my sensibilities on this one i need to have for me personally jcb i need to have this match happen just for the fact that we can all just say hey you know what he won the match now everybody can shut the fuck up and we can have this match he can be crown champion and move on now that you're doing this you've just opened the doors for me to be criticized. no you. mama mia's Nobody no quips. Nope. No Johnny takeovers, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Y'all can all go. They should have had this match. The fact that they don't just makes this worse. It's too fucking predictable. Hell, just give Roman the woman a title right now. Let's just be done with it. Why even have the fucking match?
0: Well, why do anything then? Like, let's, I mean, why, like, why do we do anything?
2: Why even go to work? Because daddy likes sirloin. Just put, daddy a, likes to get oh, paid. Oh, yeah, but just put a fucking gun in your mouth then. Not like that what shit. What the fuck? I, man, I do look too good. I ain't going to have no
0: gun in my mouth. What's, <laughs>
2: what's wrong with you? That's
0: Hey, we got some birthdays. Yeah, yeah, you talk about some birthdays. Yes, got a little dark. <laughs> got a little dark there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> not say who took us there. Well, me. Uh, Val Venus is 49. I will always love writing the name Val Venus because he spells Venus like penis. It is, You're a fucking kid. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. Uh, Mr. Kennedy slash Mr. Anderson is 44. Dude's Kennedy! Four
2: years older than me.
0: Mr. Kennedy! Where's
2: he? Oh, yeah, he's on uh, NWA. Forgot Kennedy! I like, 44. To, I like Kennedy. I like oh, both to No, I, I thought he was good until he fucked his shit up in uh, I WWE. Do too. Uh, Bruce Pritchard
1: uh, is 57. Currently ruining SmackDown. Ty, Tyler Bate, 23. Mm Mm hmm. Case you needed Chad to feel Gable, bad about aka himself. Shorty G, is thirty-four. Molina oh, doesn't have much time left. He's got to run
0: forty-one. Shorty G's done. Rick Steiner, the dog face gremlin, is fifty-nine. Tiger Ali Singh is forty-nine. Luchasaurus is thirty-five. Damn, JoJo is 26, and uh, 26. I, I put down Good just job, Ray. right here, uh, Cody's neck tattoo is one week old. Uh, <laughs> it
2: ain't <been> one week. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you listening to ours. Oh, it's Jesus. For F&B Edry, Shaq, For Vice. check For Tender Mahal, who was Shaq. hanging out earlier today. Uh, for Reba the Dog. Shaq. For Xander Amelia the Cats. Check check. For two years at Folman, for Jason Cornelius Bell, the I Gigi am y. Bill O'Veigy and everybody, check. Boo the He. Boo!